You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, and you're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, I want to give a big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates across the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. But I got to tell you real quick, before we dive into anything, I'm telling you right now, the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game, Reds and Pirates, is looks like it's going to be delayed to start. You may want to get some of your starters, if you play in DFS today, if you can, out of your lineup, including who many people think is the best starter value, including Speeds, the Spitting Statistician, Jamison Tyone, was at 8,000 on FanDuel today. You may want to get him out. I don't know if that game is going to be starting on time. Uh, Donnie Burns is with me. We got a couple of polls up as usual. If you want to you know, chime in on the poll, you can. Follow us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could also catch me, your boy, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Uh, got some polls up there, Donnie, I want to tell the people about First one is, you may have seen, but Jerry West was talking about how he never wanted to be the logo of the NBA, and it might be time for a new logo. So I ask you, who should be the new NBA logo? Here are your options. One option is Michael Jordan. You know, we got, he has a a great logo with the Nike Air Jordans. Maybe that should be the logo of the NBA. Should it be Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, powerful dunking kind of image? What about Russell Westbrook, who is doing it all right now? But then again, if you listen to the show regularly, you know, another option could be any player resting on the bench because that's what they are doing these days. I got another poll up there for you. Who would be the worst option? For a ceremonial first pitch, we're talking about that a little as it is opening week. We talked about will Donald Trump throw out the first pitch. But there have been some bad first pitches before. But who would be the worst? Would it be an athlete from another sport? You ever see basketball players try and throw a baseball? Or would it be a singer or a rapper? Do you ever see 50 Cent throw it at City Field? Would it be a politician? Or maybe a beauty pageant? There are two examples of Miss Texas we're going to get into right after the break. So come on back after the break. I'll tell you about speed and starting lineup. Everything you need to win your league and win that cash. We'll be right back after this. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds and Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, on all our sports byline affiliates across the country and American Forces Radio Network around the world. I told you that that Reds-Pirates game was delayed at the start. Uh, Similarly, in Miami... Braves and Marlins will have a delayed start as well. But uh, you know what it is in this segment here. We do Speeds' starting lineup. If you want to call me at any point this hour and want to have a little conversation, we could do that. Holler at me at 844-843-6879. And, of course, you can interact with the show on Twitter, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds, to get your boy Dane Martinez. Let me give you a little bit of news and notes since yesterday when we last had a show. Will Myers hit for the cycle last night. 
Big things out of him. Padres won 5-3. to three. Um, Interesting things uh, going on with the New York Mets. First of all, la- last night, Edubre Ramos drilled as Drubal Cabrera in the bottom of the eighth of a tie game. You would wonder, like, why would he do that unless there was an issue? And you know what? If you look at a little bit deeper, there was. As Rubel Cabrera hit a go-ahead or winning, game-winning home run last August against this guy Ramos in Philly in the 11th inning. And, you know, retribution can happen at any time. So this was clearly going back to yesterday. But then, you know, teammate Jay Bruce backed him up. He hit his second homer of the night right after that. And the Mets did, in fact, get the victory last night. 4-3. to three. Also with the Mets, though, they are dropping Jose Reyes to hit the 7th spot in the batting order uh, today, tonight against the Phillies. Curtis Grandison will lead off, so in your lineups, whether it be season-long or DFS, where they hit in the order, that's a big change for Jose Reyes, who only has one hit so far in the season. Remember yesterday, I was telling you that... Um, a lot of guys with hamstring injuries. I mentioned Trey Turner uh, and others. Well, the Braves are putting Matt Kemp on the 10-day disabled list because of a hamstring. Also, the Mariners are putting shortstop Gene Segura on the disabled list because of a hamstring. So let's get to some good news, though. The Blue Jays have activated their closer, Roberto Osuna. He's back from the DL, coming back from that cervical spasm that he was dealing with. And Martin Prado is beginning his rehab stint with high A Jupiter. He's returning from, guess what, a strained hamstring. Let's uh, let's keep it moving, though. Give you speeds of starting lineups. Remember, this is where I give you uh, what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. Let's talk about what happened last night. I gave you a couple starters last night. I gave you Jacob DeGrom. I said pay up for Jacob DeGrom. Pay the 10000 on FanDuel if you needed to. And then I was a little bit worried. While I was still on air, I told you that he gave up two runs early in the game to Philadelphia. Well, he shut him down after that. He, he went six innings, gave up two runs, struck out three, got you a quality start. Not so bad. Not so bad. I hope you did not, however, use the other guy I mentioned, Brandon Finnegan. There was a weird strike zone going on in Pittsburgh last night. Brandon Finnegan walked five batters in only two innings, had something like 70 pitches, and was pulled after only two innings. But uh, Tyler Glasnow had the same issue. He walked five in only one and two-thirds in uh, innings. So there was definitely something going on with the strike zone in Pittsburgh last night. I also told you that... Uh, I was fading Jared Cozart and those San Diego Padres um, at home against the Rockies, um, at Coors against the Rockies. And I thought, you know, stack against Cozart. What does Cozart do? Of course, he throws four scoreless innings. Uh, The best starter you could have used yesterday would have been Michael Pineda. Sometimes I like to call him Michael Pinata. That was not the case Yesterday, in the home opener at Yankee Stadium, Pineda went seven and two-thirds, gave up only one run, struck out 11 batters, got you a quality start and a win. And if you listen to last night's show, you know my homegirl, Lindsay, was celebrating that entire time. So here's what I want to do. I want to look... I want to look at some starters for you to target for tonight's slate, okay? And remember, I told you rain could be an issue. Here are the guys I like. I like Cole Hamels tonight if you want to pay up for starters at 9500 on FanDuel. They're playing against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Listen, you obviously have Mike Trout in that lineup, but... If you can work around Mike Trout, Hamels, of course, has uh, 200K season upside. So day-to-day, start-to-start, you like that as though your name was Kirk Cousins. I like Jamison Tyone. I told you that there was rain in the forecast, but here's the deal. I like that now in your big-time tournaments. I don't like that as a cash game play, you know, where half the guys are making money, half the participants or a third of the participants are making money, but... 
If you're in a tournament, you got to figure a lot of people went off Tyone and all the Pirates with that news of rain. Now, what I'm banking on, I'm actually liking the fact that this game is delayed to start. I would have felt a real bad if this game started and then there was a delay because after any kind of lengthy delay, you know that you're not bringing that pitcher out and the last thing you can afford is to have your starter go one or two innings. But I love this. They are delaying the start. It looks like the chance of rain in Pittsburgh decreases as the night goes on. So that means that once they start this game, I think it's going to run. And I like having Jamison Tyone for only $8,000 against this Cincinnati lineup. He put up 43 fantasy points last time, and that was at Fenway Park against the Red Sox. Clearly, being at home going up against the Cincinnati lineup is a much better issue. If you don't like that, you don't want to gamble, and you want to look a little bit lower, might I suggest to you Robbie Ray for 7,500? I like his strikeout upside. Remember, this is a guy who out of nowhere struck out something like 218 batters last year. You have the strikeout upside, and... There is no Buster Posey in that lineup for the San Francisco Giants because he is going to the concussion DL. Remember yesterday I told you he got hit in the head with a 94-mile-an-hour fastball from Taiwan Walker. So uh, if there's no Posey, that lineup seems a little bit less dangerous. I think Robbie Ray could get you some strikeouts. He was one out short of a quality start last outing, and he got you six Ks. I like Robbie Ray at 7,500. Remember when I told you last night to fade Jared Cozart and the Padres? Well, I'm telling you to do it again Coors tonight, the San Diego Padres are running out Jared Weaver. Jared Weaver's fastball in his last start topped out at 86 miles an hour. I don't know if you heard, but Ben Riccardi on the DFS lineup lock last hour said that the gun on TV, they were calling them change-ups when he was throwing his fastball. Uh, I like a lot of Rockies tonight. I personally have Para in my lineup. I also have uh, Mr. Nolan Arenado. Here's what I want to do for you guys, though. There have been so many injuries already. And remember, I just told you, Buster Posey on the DL. You know, my man uh, Gary Sanchez on the New York Yankees is on the DL with that bicep strain. He's going to miss the next four weeks. So what I want to do right now is I want to tell you a couple of guys that you can target at catcher. That if you need to, uh, you know, fill in for Gary Sanchez for the next four weeks, or maybe just for the rest of this week, if you have Buster Posey in your lineup, here are three catchers that are 50% owned or less. So they are already available in your leagues that I think they are hot in the streets right now. That is a throwback to the old fantasy freestyle with my boy rocks, um, hot in the streets catchers. I got three for you. The first. Sandy Leon, uh, the Boston Red Sox. He's played five of the seven games so far. He is the number six catcher overall. He's only 50% owned. He's already He's got a 1,000 on-base per slugging and already five RBIs on the young season. Here's another guy for you. Giovanni Soto, the catcher on the Chicago White Sox. He has played, here's the thing, he's only played four of the seven games. He's kind of a part-time guy out there in Chicago, but... but- He's only 10% owned, and he has three homers already and five ribbies. Now, some of these guys, if they're hot, if you're trying to replace a guy like Buster Posey, I call it, you know, squeezing all the juice out of the orange, right? Good until the last drop. By the time he starts fading, your boy Buster Posey will be back in your lineup, and it's not an issue. But here is my number one hot-in-the-streets catcher. Right now, he is the number four overall catcher. This is a guy who is getting regular work. He is hitting fifth or sixth. He's hitting sixth tonight. In the Minnesota Twins lineup, I'm talking about Jason Castro. This guy is only 14% owned, but he's got a 1.165 on base plus slugging. He's already scored five runs, already hit five RBIs. These are some guys you can get 
if you need to replace Gary Sanchez or Buster Posey. Remember, we're giving you everything you need to win your league and win that cash, including the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week, and this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount. When we come back, we're going to enter Speed Cypher. We're going to talk about these poll questions. A lot of things going on. Keep it locked right here. Your boy Speed's the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, Speed's Spitting Statistician, holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle, live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and of course, on our Sports Byline affiliates across the country, and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. You know, my boy, Benny Riccardi, he was really excited that uh, Breaking Bad won the TV Greatest of All Time tournament, and he told me that I should shout out specific stations in the state of New Mexico, so I do want to give a big shout out to uh, KNML Radio 610 AM in Albuquerque. Hopefully you guys were also excited that Breaking Bad won our tournament, TV Greatest of All Time. We're entering the cipher right now. I want to start with some news and notes around the NFL. Marshawn Lynch has said that he's also open to coming out of retirement and returning to the New England Patriots. That would be a case of the rich getting richer now, wouldn't it? But I thought Marshawn Lynch was all about like coming back to his hometown. But apparently, it's coming back to his hometown or the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Remember, Garrett Blunt was in that role for the Pats, and he has an offer on the table. Maybe that's the reason that that hasn't been completely signed is because Marshawn Lynch is dangling out there. Carlos Hyde, the running back for the San Francisco 49ers, is not yet 100%. He had a torn MCL. In week 16, he's saying he can run, but he can't cut the same way that he used to. And also, NFL Network is reporting more trade talk for Richard Sherman. They're now saying that it would take a uh, a starter for your team and a first-round pick in order to get Richard Sherman from the Seattle Seahawks. So there you have some news and notes around the NFL. What I want to do is go into these poll questions now and uh, get my boy Donnie Burns' take here. So the first question we had is who should be the new logo in the NBA? And I don't know if you saw this story, but Jerry West really said that he never really wanted to be the logo in the first place. And that he thinks it's time maybe that the NBA evolves and has a new one. So I put up some options there. I put up you know, MJ, Jordan, Shaq, Russell Westbrook. But I also said if you have other nominees, I want to hear it in the mentions. Um... So I, I wonder, like, what really characterizes the modern NBA, right? Would it be, would it be Michael Jordan? Would it be Michael Jordan and, and, you know, that Air Jordan that we see on the Nike shoes? But the thing is now, for all the young kids out there, all the millennials out there, Jordan is more of, like, a meme right now than a logo, right? He's like the crying Jordan meme, I think, is where most people, like, understand what that would look like. And I don't think you want the crying Jordan meme as the logo of the NBA. So then I think about Shaq. Right, I think about Shaq, and you can see him like throwing it down, maybe breaking the backboard as the logo. But I think 
maybe not because, you know, the game is not big men anymore. It's not dumping it inside. It's not a physical game as much anymore. It's all about spreading it out and shooting. So it makes me think who would embody, you know, the aggressiveness and the style of play that happens right now in the NBA. My answer for you is Mr. Triple Double, the probable MVP of the NBA this season, Russell Westbrook. Could it be Russell Westbrook? But then I think... He doesn't have like a traditional pose, you know, he doesn't have like a, he doesn't have an image that you're like, oh, that's Russell Westbrook. And then I thought, and if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you know we've been talking about this all season long. Could you just have a player resting on the bench? Because that's what they're doing right now. They are resting players left and right. So we're going to check in on this poll. But first, let me bring in my boy Donnie Burns. Because Donnie Burns, you are the resident Fantasy Freestyle basketball aficionado. What are your thoughts, man? Who do you think should be yes. the new logo of the NBA? So you're probably I'm going to take some shares of Michael Jordan on this one. And okay. for a few reasons, um, you're kind of going to have to stay in that generation as opposed to picking like a Russell Westbrook or okay. like a Harden. You know what I mean? But What about like Kobe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But in the same sense, what's like the big Kobe pose? Exactly. You know I, mean? like, I, I could see a Jordan pose. I could see a few Jordan poses. Sure. So I, I would kind of take a few shares of that. But okay. I was thinking Kobe as well. I, not too fond. I can see a little yam session with uh, Shaq, but I, I take more shares of Michael Jordan at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. And right now, I got to tell you, 63% of the voters – they agree with you, Donnie Burns. They believe that Michael Jordan could be the new uh, logo of the NBA. I think that would be like the chalk, you know, and that would be like the easy way out. So, you know, there you have it. The other question I have up for you is uh, who would you trust the least to throw a uh, ceremonial first pitch in Major League Baseball? You know, have you ever seen what happens when, like, football players or basketball players try to throw out the first pitch? It makes no pitch? sense. It's uh, me and really, my friends really were talking bad. about this the other day. It's really, really bad. I've seen, you know, I, you talk about Michael Jordan. I've seen Jordan throw out a first pitch at the Cubs game in 1998, and it did not look good. You think about John Wall once for the Washington Nationals throughout the first pitch in 2011? Yo, check this out. Like, I have it right now up on my Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds, uh, the, the worst top ten ceremonial first pitches of all time there are definitely some uh you know athletes from other sports there or would it be like a singer or a rapper i remember here in new york and remember here we're at rock and riley's studio 34 live here at rock and riley's on the fantasy sports radio network but uh 50 cent do you remember what 50 cent did oh my goodness it was like real high and outside it was really crazy and it was bad because like his warm-up pitch looked good and you may remember do you remember that hit single a few years ago, uh, Call Me Maybe by the singer uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Well, she threw out a first pitch for the Tampa Bay Rays in 2013, and let me tell you, it rolled all the way there. So maybe like rappers or singers. What about politicians? What about politicians? You know, because like there was um, in Cincinnati, Mayor Mark Mallory, he threw out the first pitch one time, and it did not look good. Remember, we talked about this before. Maybe that's why Donald Trump didn't want to throw out the first pitch for fear of what, you know, what the fake news how they would portray it. But then I also think, what about um, beauty pageants? Sometimes they have, like, Miss Texas, you know, or Miss Atlanta out there to throw out the first pitch, and it, it, it does not go well. It has not gone well historically. What do you think, Don? What do you think, Don? If you had to, where would you go? The, the one that bothers me the most is, like, the John Walls. And I think I've seen right, Nick Right, athletes Young, in other sports. I've seen Nick Young throw it. They, yep, yep. su- they are such They look crazy awkward. Freaks. And how, you know, someone with such great athleticism or, you know, talent, yeah, quite frankly. such freaks how, in their own how can they, Exactly. They, they look throw, crazy uh, awkward throwing baseball. a baseball. I can throw a baseball fairly well. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, so that's the one that kind of. I'd have to pick them just for the fact that they're so good at something else and they could be so bad at doing that. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll tell you what, though. Right now, 
uh, 43% of the voters out there are saying that beauty pageant winners, they would trust the least. I don't know if that's sexist. I think it might be, but I know a few girls that could throw a softball about oh, yeah, no 68 doubt. miles an hour. No so doubt. I know some girls that can strike that. you out playing softball. But uh, right now, the voting public, 43% say the beauty pageant winners. 29% say Come politicians. On, politicians would be the worst. 20% say that rappers or singers. I've also seen Snoop Dogg throughout the first pitch, and boy, did that not go well either. I saw Snoop Dogg. Uh, he threw out the first pitch at a Padres game in 2006. Did not look good. Only 10% saying athletes in other sports. So maybe they just assume that athleticism there, but I'm telling you, it's a different beast. It's a different skill set. We'll check in on those uh, polls throughout the show, but I want to keep it going here in the Cypher. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me tell you something. We have passed the combine. We're going to go into the NFL a little bit because we are moving into, uh, you know, we're starting to think about the draft and how that might affect your fantasy team moving into the football season. We've passed the combine We've heard we've passed, you know, most of free agency has settled. And what happens after the combine is uh, pro days. Schools have their own pro days. So you might hear about the LSU pro day or the Oklahoma pro day. And this is where it's like such a home field advantage. These guys are working out on their own home field with their own teammates, you know, as their receivers or their quarterback or their linemen. And they kind of get some home cooking when they run the 40 time as well. You know, a lot of times it gets, uh, you know. They juke the stats a little bit to make them look good. And I want to tell you about three guys that I think have really gained because of the pro, guy, pro days and three guys that have kind of fallen back in their draft stock because of the pro days. So first, what I would call the winners, the diamonds. First, Mike Williams, this Clemson wide receiver who is so definitely going to be, in my opinion, a top 15 pick. This guy skipped running the 40 at the combine because they thought he wasn't really that fast. Um... He ran it at Pro Day, and he ran in the four fives. And that is not amazing, but this is a big-bodied wide receiver who's not supposed to be burning off, taking the top off the defense. So that is fast enough. I think this guy is going to go real high in the draft. Mike Williams out of Clemson. Watch out if the Tennessee Titans might have an eye on this guy to help out Marcus Mariota. Another guy who I think his stock is rising because of his pro day, is Pat Mahomes. He's the quarterback of Texas Tech. Now, there were concerns coming out of him because in college— he plays for a real big spread offense, only out of the shotgun, that sort of thing. Scouts love his arm and think he might get into the first round, late in the first round. But at his pro day, he demonstrated he did a lot of stuff dropping back, you know, taking the snap under center, using footwork in the drop back, three, five, seven step drops. And reports are that he looked good doing that. And, you know, that may alleviate some of the concerns and he could move up to the draft board. I can see him going in the late first round, uh, you know, teams looking to maybe get their get their groom their next piece maybe the Arizona Cardinals even a guy a team like the New Orleans Saints you never know what they're going to do uh, another guy I want to talk to you about running back out of Texas Deontay Foreman this guy broke his foot right before the combine okay so you know he obviously could not run at the combine he obviously you know was not able to show up show out but this guy is 237 pounds so he's a big back and at the Texas Pro Day he ran his 40 at 4.45 that is a good time you see no issues with the foot I think Foreman is going to move up draft stock as well I think he could be a mid to late second round pick if he's around in the third round someone is going to snatch him up now a couple of losers I would say the first Old Miss quarterback, Chad Kelly. This guy has had character concerns, was not invited to the combine at all. But check this out. During his pro day, he aggravated a wrist injury and is having surgery. He had surgery yesterday on his wrist that he aggravated at pro day. So we still don't know about Chad Kelly. And with those character concerns, he's also coming off an ACL tear. I think his stock is going to go down. I've seen him play. I've seen him beat Alabama. So this guy has the talent. 
But will they uh, take a chance on him coming off injury and with those character concerns? What about Davion Smith running back out of Michigan? He didn't run at the combine because he was worried people were going to straight up think he was too slow. At his pro day, though, he did not necessarily deliver. He ran between 4.7 and 4.8. That is less than desirable speed. I think he's going to fall to maybe a mid-round pick, but... Running backs in the NFL, you know it's such a war of attrition. He will still find his way onto a roster in the NFL. The last guy I want to tell you about is Shock Linwood at Baylor. This guy averaged 1,100 yards, averaged 11 touchdowns in his first three years, kind of regressed a little bit his senior year, only 751 yards and two touchdowns. He, too, was coming off a fractured foot. He even got benched one game. Was not invited to the combine. Ran a 4.75. He's only 201 pounds. He needed to go quicker than that. His stock might be falling as well. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to put the fun in functional sports radio. I got a lot of good stuff to talk about with my man Donnie Burns. So hot that we sweat steam. Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yes, yes. This is Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And, of course, big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates across the country and the American Forces Radio Network, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show. Hey, Donnie Burns, what I want to do is go real quick around the major leagues. They have entered the bottom of the 10th in Cleveland. That game is still 1-1, White Sox and Indians. Francisco Lindor made up the one run with a home run for the Cleveland Indians. Uh... Night games I want to check in on. Cardinals lead the Nationals 1-0 in the bottom of the second. The Mets all over the Phillies early on in that one. Top of the second, 3-0. We got Brewers 2-0 up on the Brew Jays in the first inning. Scoreless in the bottom of the second. Orioles and Red Sox. The Marlins-Braves game that I said was delayed to start has gotten going. It is scoreless in the top of the first. And then... We've got uh, all the night games still left to go. The Reds-Pirates game is still delayed to start due to rain. Um, how you feeling, Donnie Burns? You doing good? Oh, I get no response out of Donnie Burns. That means he's doing so good he's not there. What I want to do, though, is, as you know, here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we not only give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash, we also put the fun in functional sports radio. All right, so what I want to do is have a little bit of fun now. I want to tell you a couple of stories that I've seen around the world of sports that I think, quite frankly, are pretty interesting. First of all, as you know, Tony Romo has left the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't know if you listen, if you listen to the you know Fantasy Sports Radio Network app or you listen live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you heard me at the top of the show saying that Tony Romo is uh, signed a one-day contract and is dressing for the Dallas Mavericks tonight. He'll be on the bench. That's just now a second Dallas team that will have Tony Romo riding the bench. He, he apparently likes that. But, you know, Tony Romo is moving to CBS, and he's going to join Jim Nance on, like, the number one broadcast team, doing the main games on CBS this season. Now, that spot was originally occupied, not originally, but last season and for years past. That spot was Phil Simms. Tony Romo has displaced Phil Simms as the lead broadcaster for CBS, right? So check this out. And, you know, 
you got to always give it to minor league baseball. Minor league baseball always drums up something fun, something weird to try and get their fans engaged and active. I remember going to minor league baseball games and, you know, they even have like the potato sack races for the kids, you know, or, or a slip and slide for the kids or, you know, Harry Potter Day or something like that. I remember uh, Brooklyn Cyclones did a Harry Potter Day. It was transformative for me earlier on last summer. But check this out. There is a minor league baseball team, the Frisco Rough Riders. They're the Texas Rangers AA affiliate. They have offered Phil Sims a job to be their announcer. Okay? And uh, we don't know if he's going to take the job, but they are saying the offer is on the table. Check out these quotes from Rough Riders general manager Jason Dombach. He says, and I quote, on behalf of the entire Rough Riders organization, we very much look forward to honoring one of TV's all-time best NFL analysts with a very special broadcast experience. We don't have specific details at this time of when Sims will join our broadcast, but we encourage fans to watch Rough Riders baseball online and to visit Dr. Pepper Ballpark. So they aren't even saying that Phil Simpson is going to do this. They're just saying that they want him and that they're going to honor him and that if you want to listen, you should tune into the Rough Riders games. You should come to the the Rough Riders Park, using it as a straight-up publicity ploy. I think it's interesting, in the press release that the uh, Rough Riders released about this, they also took a subtle dig at the new lead announcer, Tony Romo, which I think is interesting. Check this out. And I quote, Though the former Super Bowl winning quarterback and longtime CBS NFL analyst has no apparent minor league broadcasting experience, the Rough Riders have often sims the number one game analyst role alongside the team's award-winning broadcasters Ryan Rouliard and Keith Rod. The one-day contract can be accepted and executed by Sims at any time during the Rough Riders 2017 season because we know he has more experience than his replacement, Tony Romo. Wow. So there's a little dig at Tony Romo, like, you know, kind of supplanting Phil Sims. And I got to tell you, I don't know that CBS did this in the most professional way because it was out there. It was out there and known that CBS was looking to hire Tony Romo and that Tony Romo was interested when Tony Romo tweeted a picture of him, you know, wearing like a CBS jacket. And let me tell you something. That's Phil Sims losing his job. Who told Phil Sims this? I don't know. I don't know how CBS is handling this. Les Moonves, the head of the sports department over there, I think people might want to write him a sternly worded letter, especially the Sims fans and family. I don't know about that. If you want to talk to me about any of these stories, whether it be, you know, whether it be, you know, the who to start and who to sit tonight in DFS, whether it be the value of pro days and who you think stock went up or down, whether you have an idea like uh, my boy Donnie Burns that Kobe Bryant should be the new logo or anything, you can holler at me at 844-843-6879. That's the phone number. And also at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds to holler at your boy Dane Martinez, the Spittin' Statistician. If you ask questions, we'll answer them during the show. Here's the other thing I want to do is we put the fun in functional sports radio. Second year hockey player, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel, you know, you know how these guys all have incentives and bonuses in their contracts? Well, check this out. Jack Eichel, who is like, you know, an up-and-coming young player in the NHL, he would have gotten a $2 million bonus if he finished in the top 10 in the NHL in points per game. You know, points, uh, goals, and assists, right? If he finished in the top 10 in the league, 
He scored 57 points in 61 games this season. So .934 points per game. Leon Dristal, in the last game of the season, the season finale, scored a goal and had an assist, which made him have 77 points in 82 games, good for .939 points per game, hopping Jack Eichel and making Eichel finish 11th in the NHL in points per game. He would have got a $2 million bonus if he was in the top 10. So I ask you, what do you do with something like that? I think that's, you know, he missed out by .005 points per game being in the top 10, but he's missing out on $2 million. I think that's a little crazy. They asked Eichel about it, and what he said in response was very clear and very plain. He just said, hey, it wasn't enough. I like that in a young player, you know, putting the onus on himself for more. Uh, Donnie Burns, what do you think about that, man? Here's my thing. I think this is the way to counteract all that rest that's going on in the NBA. What if you made all these contracts just straight up incentive laden? You know, they had to reach a certain threshold, whether it be minutes played or points in the season or, you know, counting stats. Maybe then, maybe then they wouldn't be resting on the second night of back to backs as much, huh? What do you think, Donnie? It's funny enough because uh, this is the second time Jack Eichel has lost uh, in a my bonus? lifetime. No, because. Shouts out to my Providence Fires who beat his Boston uh, Terriers in the national the championship. The Frozen Four? Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, I mean, Jack. Yo, Jack, he, he knows he knows that he, what he did was not enough, but I think that could be an interesting idea. I think the NBA needs to look at this. Good for him for being mature enough, though. That I like, I like, yeah, yeah, you know, he was I mean, just like, hey, it wasn't enough. And I mean, enough and nothing. I don't know the details of my man's contract, right, but... Uh, Two million dollars is nothing to sneeze at, but I think he—I bet he's doing just fine because he's what, like, he's what, like twenty-one, twenty-two years old, and he's a millionaire. I mean, getting another two million is nice, but I think he's all right. No? Yeah, I think I, I think he'll be all right. We think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Check it out, though. Here we put the fun in functional sports radio. I have another topic that I have been actually. I've been trying to get to, and by the way, the Cleveland Indians have just walked off on the Chicago White Sox. They win 2-1. to one. Uh, Michael Brantley, it looks like, with the game-winning RBI. They are celebrating in Cleveland the defending ALCS champions, Cleveland Indians. They have beaten the Chicago White Sox tonight 2-1. to one. Walk-off hit by Michael Brantley, ending that game in 10 innings. The Cleveland Indians winning 2-1. to one. Um, So check this out. You may remember if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle regularly, if you listen to Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician, at this point a couple of weeks ago, Donnie, I don't know if you were producing this show, we had my main man, Tomic Gross, on, and he was a producer of Sleepless in America, a National Geographic documentary about sleep, and so we had him on talking about the impact that sleep has. Uh, or lack of sleep has on players. And we talked about interesting things like, you know, traveling west to east, east to west, second night of back-to-backs. And he had some very interesting stats on, uh, you know, how that really impacts player performance. It sounded like Andre Ingodala, LeBron James, all dramatically affected based on their sleep. And he was talking about that. I asked him which teams are kind of ahead of the curve on this, you know, that are really, you know, using science or sleep science. And one of the teams he mentioned was the San Francisco Giants. And let me tell you something, Donnie. The San Francisco Giants are now taking this to a whole new level. What if I told you that the San Francisco Giants are not only measuring sleep and diet, but they are measuring the density of their players' urine. 
What you know about that, that Don? Uh, that last one's pushing it. I thought. Nah, man, I'm serious. I know that one. The last one's a little weird. I, the, the first two as a guy that's big on nutrition, I, I like those first two. I never heard about. Nah, the, man. The Check this out. Check this out. Urine. They, yeah, they are measuring. They are measuring the density of the urine. The Giants have a sports scientist, a specialist named Jeff Head. I, I swear, I swear that's his name. Okay, we're talking about we're talking about them pissing, but his name is Jeff Head. I swear. Okay, and he says, and an area we're really focused on is hydration. And he says one of the ways we check players' hydration daily is through what they call a USG, which is a urine-specific gravity machine. Okay, so what they do is they literally measure the density of their players' urine. And these Giants players in San Francisco, they're on board. Even All-Star Buster Posey, he says Jeff has worked his tail off in the last year or two trying to find anything to give us an edge. So they literally submit to these urine tests to measure the density of their urine to make sure that they're being hydrated properly. Would you buy that? You think? Yeah, you, you would know you be what? okay that, with that? Now that you say that, you know they they hire these guys to do everything they need to be doing, right? And it looks like he really is. So you know, I was making fun of it at first, as you should. I mean, that, we're here yeah. putting the fun and functional sports radio. But so. that comment really, you know, that hits home a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, they're measuring basically the hydration, job, and that's and the best way I mean? that they can find out if they're like adequately hydrated. Yeah. You know what? Apparently, so there's a big I'm impact all in on that. Okay, so you're down yeah, with that, huh? You're okay with this? I, I actually am. You don't think it's an invasion of privacy no. if they're like, uh, hey, we got to measure the athlete, density of no. your urine? As an athlete, no. All right, what about your AAU basketball team, man? You're going to make the kids pee? Uh, <laughs> if this ends up working, I, okay. I, I might All have right. to. I think you might need to get some kind of permission slip from to. the parents <laughs> or something like will. that, man. I'm not sure. But check this out. Here's the funny part, though. Here's the funny part. The San Francisco Giants have made an award. They have made an award for the player who has the best hydration, okay? And they're calling it, you ready for this? The MVP. Damn. That's a little corny. It is, I mean, <laughs> hey, I didn't make it up. I, I'm still I didn't all make in it on up. this, though. I'm I didn't still, make it I, up. I'm still Listen. all in on this. Listen, okay, they're incentivizing it. They have made a golden urinal that goes in the locker room of the San Francisco Giants, and they are calling it the MVP trophy for the most hydrated player after each series they're doing this, okay? So we got to find out who the most hydrated player is, and they get the golden urinal, the MVP award, okay? I don't know what they're doing, okay, but... I think this is I think this is the next level of sports science, okay? So big shout out again to my boy Tom McGross for joining the show. And remember, I told you we're going to have a licensed certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe on the show maybe later on this week, maybe next week. We asked him a lot about the concussions before. We're going to bring him back on. I'm going to ask him about this rash of hamstring injuries early in the season if that's normal. What can teams be doing to prevent that? And also this 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 uh strategy here about the blood spinning instead of the Tommy John injuries. So listen, so many ways that Speeds is holding you down. When we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to wrap this up, put a nice little bow on the show. Fantasy Freestyle, I'm out. Peace!
champ is here. You know what it is. Speed's the spitting statistician holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me tell you something. You will not be the champ if you started Clay Buckholz tonight in your DFS. The Mets are all over Buckholz, up 5-1 in the top of the third. You also probably will not be the champ if you started former Met Bartolo Colon. Get a whiff of my Bartolo Colon. Down in Miami, the Marlins have put up three against Bartolo Colon in the first inning. And uh, just another check-in. They have yet to start that Reds-Pirates game. It is still raining in Pittsburgh. I don't care. I went ahead and think they're going to make that happen. And I started Jamison Tyone in tournament plays because no one else is going to have him against that paltry Reds lineup. What I also want to tell you, if you didn't hear the news at the top of the hour, um, Brucia Dortmund and Monaco in the UEFA Champions League, their match today was postponed because a bomb went off near the Borussia Dortmund team hotel, and it even did, in fact, injure one of their players. That game has been postponed in the other matchup. Juventus beat Barcelona 3-0 in Italy. Last thing I want to do here in the last minute that we have is check back in. On uh, on those polls we had up there, right now, 63% of you think that Michael Jordan should be the new logo for the uh, NBA if Jerry West is no longer the logo. And 26% of you, though, think it could be a resting player on the bench, which I think would be hysterical. That last one, though, about who should... Uh not be throwing out ceremonial first pitches. You guys are so, you guys, you ladies, you listeners, you voters are so prejudiced. Beauty pageant winners, 42% who you would trust the least. Let me tell you something. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, up next is my man Joe Pisapia with the Fantasy Black Book. He's going to give you everything you need. He's going to probably tell you some more catchers like I just told you to replace Buster Posey, replace Gary Sanchez. Remember Jason Castro out there in Minnesota doing big things and only owned in 14% of leagues. Hey, Donnie Burns, I had a lot of fun. Let's do it again tomorrow, huh? Let's go. Let's do it. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Again, big shout-out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country, and shout-out to the American Forces Radio Network around the world. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.